Welcome to Geek Therapy. On this episode, we're talking about very cool gaming charities and music. That's right, Lara. I said music. Um, music? Music. So I know, love music. I love music, too. <laughs> um, we've... It was brought to my attention that we never talk about, or we haven't talked about music yet, even though on the show, even though it is something that you and I have talked about, and even on the on our on our forums, it has the option for music. And I didn't even know it did. Really? Really? Maybe our internal maybe, one doesn't. Maybe maybe I don't pay attention. I, maybe you haven't. Yeah, maybe your mind isn't <laughs> in that in that area. So have you ever used music with clients the, the same way we talk about using comic books and movies? Right now, my client and I use my iPad to create music on GarageBand. Oh, cool, cool. So yeah, your client's yeah. into that? He loves it. Okay. Um, he hasn't quite gotten to the point, and I can't, I don't have the skill to really work with him and teach him how to use words, but he wants to write wor- lyrics for the music that he's creating. So. Oh. Okay, so then that yeah. kind of that goes kind of exactly into into what I wanted to get at is that um, with clients, I've had some of them that you know their their geek thing, you know, the thing that they're super into is mm-hmm. music, and sometimes I don't know if this happened to you, but there's a, a a part of a song that really hits you. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And sometimes we take that completely out of context. It has nothing to do with the rest of the song. Oh, completely. <laughs> Everybody does that. Yeah, like, yeah. Everyone wants White Wedding at, played at their wedding. It's not <laughs> about a, some nice wedding at all, people. No, it's no, not. No. Listen to the rest of the words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just like I, I've used every time I've like finished a project or like left a a job to go to like another job or something like that, I always start playing the final countdown like crazy. <laughs> and obviously, it just like just that just that piece of it, right? And obviously, mm-hmm. if you listen to the song, it's not uh, it's not suitable for every occasion. <laughs> no, it's yeah. the song is about something very particular. Um, but but that kind of thing, I I've had it. I've had it be very, very powerful in 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 sessions, um, and I guess maybe we haven't talked about it as much because I feel that that is one that just like you said, like yeah, everybody does that. It's it's kind of it's probably the easiest way to describe um, what we're doing with the resource library, right? Except that I, I think it's the easiest way to describe it because songs are just two or three minutes long. And and everybody has had that moment, right, where they're like, yeah, no, that song, that part when they say, and then, you know, <laughs> it doesn't matter what the rest of it is. So, and right. the reason I bring it up is because uh, my, um, our good friend, uh, Woody, has been um, actually providing, he's been better than me at providing um, entries, uh, entry suggestions lately. <laughs> Thank you, Woody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he... He's been doing some very cool um, Star Trek entries, and and he added uh, two pieces of music, and you know he's the one that pointed it out to me like we haven't talked about that, and, and yeah, and you know it's funny because it's been a while, but I, I I don't remember any examples, but I remember some of my especially teenage uh, clients they were just very, you know they loved uh, you know they 
like music is their escape. You know, it's music the one where is they their can... language. Yes, yes. Always, always yep. singing. Yep. You, like, I go to the group home and there's like, I don't know, there's six kids in the house. And usually when I walk in, there's music or somebody's rapping something they heard on the radio. Yeah. Somebody's singing something. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. so important. I mean, you know. Music is still a huge part of my life, and it was a way bigger part of my life uh, as an adolescent. And yes, so, so I, I would, uh, I, I love the fact that um, we kind of have that in there, so that even though you didn't notice, <laughs> well, that, well, now, now I'm gonna pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> so that, so that if if anybody has one of those stories to share, they can absolutely add that because then it's just a scenario of like, oh, I had a client who really identified with this piece of a song because of this and mm-hmm. and again i think i think that's really powerful i think that's great but uh i feel it's the easiest to understand but the hardest to talk about because it's probably the most personal right you know and there's <laughs> so many different things yeah so many. and one yeah. lyric can mean something different to and to the, every single person that you know mm-hmm. to 10 different people 10 different things so, but music is really – it's, like, one of the best things for bringing emotions out of people. Yeah. Like, yeah. literally, when I was um, working on a project or maybe it was when I was studying for my test, I was playing music scores. Like, I just used Pandora and put, like, Game of Thrones score for my for my uh, station. And just the music would give me chills and bring me back to – different times in my life watching these movies or whatever and I was trying to use it so it wouldn't distract me from what I was supposed to be thinking about but it totally did because it wasn't just background music it actually brought me back to certain parts of movies or um, my experience and the emotions involved so yeah and see and that's that's harder to talk about because Mm -hmm. That's a very unique experience. Like uh, we've talked about how we really like the the Wonder Woman theme, right? Mm-hmm. That like it hard guitar, yeah, right. That gets it's so awesome. But I know people who hate it. Oh, I hate right? them. <laughs> <laughs> I hate them. So it's I could so see good. myself like uh, like if I needed a power up, I could definitely use that song to get pumped up for a second. Oh, yeah. And, but other people would, you know, they they would not like that at all. <laughs> that would just make them angry. So it's it's hard in that sense. And so, yeah, like scores are are difficult. Like, um, like the Tron soundtrack, the Tron um, Legacy soundtrack is mm-hmm. uh, is one that I really really like. Like the whole thing. Um, there's also like now I've been listening to the No Man's Sky soundtrack, (laughs) (laughs) right? And there's gaming soundtracks and things like that. Like, but it's, there's a Metal Gear Solid soundtrack that I really like. There's a few songs from it where, but again, like you said, it transports you, it brings you back to that moment to kind of relive that emotion. And and that's like a great tool. That's a great tool. But in that sense, that's really hard to catalog. So I mean, and I've worked with people that have used, um... They've they've made soundtracks for different like emotions. Like they've worked with a client to to have like a get happy soundtrack or a yeah, I need yeah. to calm down soundtrack with yeah. different songs and worked with them to build it because it is a personal thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Shoot, when I was younger and I went through a breakup, 
for the longest time, I started listening to talk radio because I couldn't stand listening to happy music or sad music. I was like, screw the happy people. (laughs) And like the sad music would just be too much and flood me. So I was like, nope, I'm going to listen to talk radio. And now actually I enjoy talk radio and music because of that. So I can go back and forth and listen to whatever I want in the car. (laughs) Damn. This is, this is, this is a very good um, conversation. Um, we have great conversations. We, we do. We do. We're we should, good at this. We should record them. Um, <laughs> and put them out there for people to hear. Yeah. And, and you know, it's funny. Um, Woody, I wish I remember the, the type of um, training that he's done. He's done a type of training in music therapy. Mm-hmm. And uh, one time when he was learning, I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this. I hope it will. Oh, well, I'm doing it. <laughs> um, he had to... Um, do like as part of his training he had to you know like with friends and family um try out some of these um um sets right and and do it as part of a music therapy session and mm-hmm. then i would have to draw a mandala and stuff and it was like he would play certain music just like just play it while i lay down and i went like i went on these trips it was it was pretty amazing it was it was pretty great um that's awesome. Yeah, he's so, and he actually, again, my friend Woody. Actually, I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes if anybody's interested. He does a he does a podcast on prog rock uh, mm-hmm. every two weeks. It's uh, yeah, music is his thing. So of course he's the one that brought it up to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, and so so the the lyric thing I've had. So actually, going back to that, I have. Uh, the way I'll, I'll call them like power-ups, right? Like what you said mm-hmm. about the soundtrack. I'll have people pick songs or identify songs that they use for different um, occasions. Um, again, like to uh, give them confidence before doing something that they're nervous about or a song that will calm them down or a song that will cheer them up when they're feeling down. And and yeah, um, that is that is very, very powerful. And I think that the lyrics are not even necessarily a part of that they can be they can be yeah Yeah, but many times especially with kids like they'll sing a song and they have no idea what the words mean not just that my co-workers in the office (laughs) we work in an open office with six desks just in one room and we take turns playing different stations and um my boss is great at um misinterpreting lyrics and it's it's hilarious and then we can't stop hearing those words when we're when we're hearing the song that's funny yeah um yeah. The, the but way, it's so fun yeah it is it is um the way i've used it that's most relevant to it to, to kind of like cataloging them has been when a client tells me you know it's like in that song you know when she says this and this like that's exactly how i feel mm-hmm. and and those are the things that are most relevant to kind of what we're trying to do with with comics and movies and games. So, oh yeah. So yeah. So so if if anybody wants to give a suggestion, um, that's actually just a song that people probably have more of those, and they come up more often than anything else. And it's, it's true we don't we don't talk about it just because I I think it's a given. Anyway, but now we talked about music. We have and, talked about music, and I'm glad that we did. <laughs> yes. Because, because man, it's a good tool. But again, just hard to talk about. Um, so you made a couple entries. I did. What are what what entries did you make? Um, have you read DC Bombshells? I have not. 
Oh, it's so good. <laughs> is it a digital only or no? No, they printed them. Uh, it's digital first. Gotcha. Um, so they, so have, they do one every week and then collect the four and, and print them, right? Is that the way they work? I think so. Um, there's six issues in the first volume. I have the first volume, which is what I was reading. Um, and in this one, a couple of issues. <clears throat> I mean, the whole thing is worth picking up and you there are ways to to pull out what I'm what I'm gonna talk about, but in general, the whole story is great. If anyone doesn't know, DC Bombshells is set in um, World War II, and it's all female power, like it's all the female superheroes and supervillains. Um, it's so awesome. I love it. The whole concept is great. Um, set actually during World War II. Yes. Not just like loosely related. It's actually during the war. Actually during World War II. Okay. Like uh, Batwoman is a 1940s uh, professional women's baseball player. Huh. It's so cool. (laughs) And um, I mean, obviously, like they compare Wonder Woman with uh, Rosie the Riveter um, Mm -hmm. and have the cover is her with the Rosie the Riveter we can do it thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, it's so cool. But the thing that I pulled out of it, um, I'm sure there are more things, but I really wanted to touch on um, Steve Trevor's experience because um, it's another Wonder Woman origin story since it was, she originally came about during <clears throat> World War II. Um, but Steve Trevor... Uh, after the crash, he's lost all of his friends. Um, he's the only so one of the pilots that survives, and um, he describes um, having nightmares and and extreme grief over his loss of his friends, um, and that whenever Diana comes around, whenever Wonder Woman comes around, um, it kind of relieves some of that for him. And they discuss the historical context of uh, PTSD. Um, and that he said in the last war, they called it shell shock. And this one, they call it combat fatigue. Hmm. Um, and Wonder Woman normalizes it for him and says, you know, we have that here too. It's called shield sorrow. Whoa. Uh, yeah. I thought that was really cool and important for them to cover in this book. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I've read a lot of Wonder Woman lately, um, and I don't know if I've seen any other references to PTSD. Um, and I I love the idea that it's like the idea that every culture has a version of it. That it's right. not something uniquely American or military or something like that. You know? Yeah. Just, oh, okay. That's great. Yeah. And then later on in another issue, um, I think it's issue four, um, they talk about, he's with Diana in uh, like a combat area, but they're not, like there's in a safe area, but there's combat nearby and um, an ambulance comes up and he like, he hears the sound and, and thinks it's some like attack or whatever. And he's like, get down. And she tries to calm him down and explain, you know, you're here. You're safe. Um, and then he discusses um, the, his fellow soldiers making fun of him and teasing him, um, calling him crazy and a coward. 
Um, and she gets really upset about that and, and takes it like really like she's like, they shouldn't do that, that I, I'm going to confront them kind of thing. Um, yeah. So for that to be like something in her culture, in the Amazon culture, that is like it's normal for that to happen. And I don't know if that's necessarily like a, a play on like women are more in tune with their emotions or what, but because um, that's not necessary. I mean, it in general, you can say that's kind of true, but it's not necessarily true. <laughs> 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 it's not. Um, but yeah, I really like the book. I do. You should read it. It's okay. okay. And yeah, it's digital, no. so you'll like it. <laughs> hey. I like digital. Okay. You do. That's that's very cool. Yeah, I haven't I haven't made any entries this week. Um, no, that's I it. got another one for you too. What? Oh. oh, the one that's halfway done. Halfway done. All right. Um, what is it? <laughs> I've been reading. I also picked up uh, uh, Secret Origins, the new Fifty Two Secret Origins. So it's all the origin stories of mm-hmm. all the main characters and some that I. Didn't even know that much about, like, they have Starfire and, um, uh, I didn't know, uh, Aquaman's origin story and now I do. Um, but the one that I really, and origin stories tend to have a lot of trauma. I mean, that's how they decide to be heroes. Um, but the one that I really wanted to touch on is, um, Green Lantern's origin story, specifically Hal Jordan. Um, and in this origin story, his dad, um, is a pilot and dies in a plane crash in front of him. Um, and then he decides he's going to become a pilot, um, to kind of face that and, and like rise to it and challenge it. Um, and so he, um, he's reckless and he gets kicked out of the military. (laughs) Um, but along the way he ends up witnessing another crash which is how he ends up getting his green lantern powers um and just throughout the comic he asks what would you do which is what we've been like talking about this whole time with the library right like comparing the experience to what the reader would do um or a client or whatever oh so so hal jordan is narrating it and asking the reader what he would do oh oh yeah that's and so I think that's so like um during both scenes with the crashes, it's what would you do? Huh. Um Mankind's first known contact with alien life was staring me in the face. Like what would you do with that? And so that's really cool. Um and there's some insights about how he's able to see that um one crash takes everything away from him and another crash brings him everything else like this new beginning um and so that's a cool little story Uh, yeah that's all i read this week (laughs) yeah yeah i i love the green lantern comics i think i think they're the they're the dc comics that i've always found the most fun um because of the green lantern core and and Mm -hmm. how creative they can all be with their powers yeah um and actually, there's this. I know I've talked about it before on the show. Not 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 since we kind of, um, not since you and I have been doing it. But um, the Green Lantern Corps has all these colors. 
and yes. the, every color represents a different emotion. And they're not really emotions, some of them, <laughs> but right. it, it is very interesting how they play off of each other. For example, the Green Lanterns are uh, the Green Lantern uh, power. Green represents um, will, willpower. Right, which isn't necessarily an, an emotion, emotion. Yeah. <laughs> but it's but it's something that you can really work with in therapy. Um, yes, <laughs> and then yellow, uh, it's weak against yellow, and yellow is fear. Yeah, but the blue lantern, blue represents hope, and blue can't really do much on its own, but it can um, like power up green and the other mm -hmm. ones. So if you have a blue lantern with you, he'll use his power to like upgrade your abilities and then as a green lantern you can be more powerful it's oh it's so good if you've never seen um oh what is what is the guy who made uh batman the animated series tim bruce bruce tim, tim bruce tim uh, bruce tim made a green lantern series it's cgi and it's on netflix and it is it I have not seen so it. So good. It is so good. It is very good. Um yeah, I love Green Lantern. Oh, uh so I have been reading the detective detective comics. I'm caught the, up on detective comics. The rebirth one? Yep. I yep. haven't caught up, but I really like it. The the couple issues I've read, so good. Yeah. I mean, so when <laughs> when when the new 52 came up, the only there were two things that bothered me. Only two. <laughs> Only two. Only two. One was that uh, – and it was two books that essentially got canceled. And it was Batgirl, Stephanie Brown Batgirl, mm -hmm. and Tim Drake's Red Robin. Those were my two favorite books. And when the New 52 came, they completely eliminated – like Stephanie Brown has never been Batgirl, all right, in the New 52. Mm -hmm. And she actually didn't even appear for almost a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And – Tim Tim Drake uh, as Red Robin, like he never had. Uh, he used to have like this cool costume, and then it all changed. And then, anyway, <laughs> it's like, but it's so cool to have them both in a book um, with Cassandra Kane, and it's just it's just so much fun. Well, and one of my favorites is Batwoman, and um, she's in Detective Comics, yeah. and, and I, in the leadership. I stopped. I stopped reading with all the. With the the change of writers in New Fifty Two, um, her book, the her standalone her book, book. Yeah. and then her book ended up dying after they they canceled it. Um, it got kind of weird. Yeah, she See, was like a secret why... agent and stuff, and yeah. I I, yeah. I stopped reading it. Yeah, yeah, but um, with, when J H Williams and I, the other guys, my brain is not working right now. It's okay. Um, but uh, yeah, that was brilliant. I loved that run of. Batwoman, and yeah. um, it's it's good to see her in uh, the role she's in in Detective Comics. Um, yeah, I'm um, not a fan of her crazy short hair though, at all. But it's been like that for for. <laughs> I don't a care. While. Let her grow it. <laughs> well, even like the longest she ever had it was like barely shoulder length. Like it was mm -hmm. shorter than that. No, I know, but this out. is like full yeah, on no, like shaved, buzz yeah. cut. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, buzz cut. Um, I've got more hair so, than she does, and I don't yeah, have much hair. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I just love that the wig is part of her costume. That's I love yes, the great part. yes, <laughs> it's great. Hair the same color, but yes, I'm gonna have exactly. long hair. Exactly. 
Um, yeah, so I have been I've been reading that, and actually I've been catching up on a whole bunch of comics. I've been reading Ms. Marvel, um, All New, All Different Avengers, Mighty Thor, and I think I think I'm I'm I think you've been you've had moments like this where I'm just reading too much, yes. too fast, yes, and I'm not stopping to to make the entries. And we've talked about this before. I'm doing it like before bed, so I see an amazing thing, and then I I just uh, forget to do the entry. But there's, mm-hmm. I do uh, the same thing. Yeah, but I'm really enjoying these. So you're reading a bunch of good comics. I'm reading a lot of good comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Mighty Thor is really good. Have you have you been reading the Mighty Thor? Is this the one with the female Thor? Yeah, yeah. I've only read the first volume, so the first six issues. Okay. Um, um, that I is really good. so I I haven't got to where you find out who she is, but I Did think you... somebody already spoiled it for me. Oh, okay. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, you're like, yeah, you're pretty far behind. Yeah. You're like a year behind, but it's it's so good. Um, it's really good. And then she's on the all different all new Avengers and. She yeah, is very interesting because she is um, like Thor always has this um, like weird quality to him, right? Um, he's like kind of like an outsider, but mm-hmm. this Thor, she's like she's like having fun, <laughs> which That's is good. Uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's actually dealing with all sorts of stuff. It's it's really good. I'm I'm enjoying them all. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't have specific entries or, or anything. Actually, well, and I've heard th- that all new, all different Avengers gets interesting when and things change up when you get towards uh, Civil War Two. Ah, yeah. That so time frame. Yeah. So so right, a caveat since I do, I read a lot. I read more Marvel comics than anything else because of the un, uh, Marvel Unlimited. Uh, right, which I want program. to get, but I need to read stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all there. Like it's it's all yeah. there up to six yeah. months ago. So yes. so I have this very strange um, sense of time in terms of comics because to me, the issue of All New All Avengers that I just read came out Monday, this Monday. Oh wow! For me, but that's actually six months ago. Yeah. Because the the subscription is six months behind, and I think it's absolutely worth it to be a little. Yeah, behind. you're getting pretty close to the to when Civil War Two starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am. Yeah, and I, it's a great subscription service uh, because you really do get every single comic uh, from Marvel up to six months ago. I really wish DC would do something similar. Oh, DC's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's why, like, right now, I'm only buying um, Detective. Mm-hmm. Right, detective comics are the only I th- ones. There's a cu- there's a couple that um, I think because we have a pull list at our comic shop where we get our stuff at, um, and I think with the new rebirth stuff, I want to definitely have on our pull list in trade because I don't I like the collected stuff. I don't like having a bunch of flimsy little comics around. <laughs> um, but we've been buying more of those to kind of test things out and. Uh, Wonder Woman, we've been buying every issue. Gotcha. Um, well, so actually, you're you're doing practically the same thing I'm doing. Yeah. Um, in terms of timeline, right? So for you, a new comic is actually six months old. Yes, because that's what it'll be. Yeah. Yeah. In, yeah. In it, paper form. Exactly. Exactly. Which which is fine. Except right? for and, Wonder Woman, because we're going to stay current on that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's there's some books. Um, 
actually one of the one of the few that I'm pretty current on is Wonder Woman. But I only mm-hmm. buy like there are some books that I'll buy them when they're on sale. Yeah. And Wonder Woman has been on sale repeatedly, so I've always been able to catch up. Mm-hmm. Like every six months or so, seven or eight months, it, it comes on sale. And then I just go ahead and buy the backlog, bunch, yeah. and then yeah, and then read them. So mm-hmm. so I'm actually all caught up on Wonder Woman. Also, I think actually, no, no, that's not true. I was until about two months ago, but now yeah. it's biweekly, so I'm pretty far behind actually. <laughs> <laughs> Usually I have to get a couple of issues into a comic before I decide I want to put it on the pull list um, for a trade. Um, And Detective Comics is one that I want. I want action comics. Um, I've kind of liked how that's going. I've only read like two issues of that. And then I want, I read one issue of the all new Superman or not all new, but it's, what is it? New Superman. The one where he's. The Super Dash Man. yeah, the Super okay. Dash Man. He's okay. a Chinese. Yeah. And I one issue of that, and I loved it. Really? One issue. Hmm. I should check it out. Yeah, there's a few, there's a few in Rebirth that I do want to check out. Um, we'll see. Mm-hmm. All right. But I don't have any more entries. So I did want to talk about, um, I, guess, I guess, thank you for coming on my gaming and psychology podcast called Headshots. It was fun. Where we talked all about No Man's Sky. True story. Uh, I've played about an hour of No Man's Sky after we did that episode. <laughs> and I discovered I a few different things that we didn't even talk about and uh, that I didn't know what? you could do. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was one thing in particular where I was like, what? Wait a minute. Is this how – did, how did I miss this? And it also makes some of the things that we talked about almost obsolete. It's pretty funny. Oh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we did talk about No Man's Sky. If you're interested, if you're, if you're a Lara Taylor fan. If uh, you are. If you are, check out Head Headshots podcast. Um, and then I do want to talk about gaming. I want to let you talk about Extra Life because it's awesome. And I want you to pitch it. And, oh, heck yeah. And talk all about it. Go for it. Okay. Here we go. Extra Life is a... Um, 24 hour gaming marathon. Um, it was started, I don't know how long ago I've been doing, this will be my fourth year. Um, but basically the idea is you get pledges kind of like you would if you were running a marathon or a um, walkathon for or cancer, a walk-a-thon, things like yeah, that. those things. Um, and all the money for, from extra life goes to, you pick a children's miracle network hospital. And the whole idea behind it was it was started uh, basically in tribute to this girl who loved playing video games and she was in the hospital and she ended up passing away and someone wanted to do a way to kind of have a way of like honoring her. So last this every year it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um, I think last year on the marathon day um, we total across the country eight million dollars was raised for children's hospitals um and all the money at least i i don't know about other hospitals but i think i think everything goes directly to patient care um Um, so you're you're saying that because you always that's what you know about the my hospital that i play for because you pick a hospital and i pick um children's hospital oakland which is now um, 
UCSF Benioff Children's Hospitals, um, which is Oakland and San Francisco. Um, but I started playing Extra Life. I heard about it when I was at GamerX, the LGBT uh, gaming convention, and instantly I knew I had to play. Um, I was a patient at uh, Children's Hospital Oakland when I was 12. I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, and I was in the ICU for almost a week. And um, the care that I got there was simply amazing. Um, they always had me feeling upbeat and joking with me. The nurses were great. Um, the food, hospital food, was great. Um, impressive, right? Um, and I think it's just important. Like, I would not be here to do this podcast if it weren't for this hospital. Um, so I think it's important to um to give money to these hospitals and it's great to be able to support it by doing something i love so i've got an extra life page i ask my friends my family hey donate some money and they can give any like even five dollars helps um but i've raised every year i've raised over five hundred dollars for the past um three years my goal this year again is five hundred I've got a team called Rare Candy, kind of a play on Pokemon and the diabetes, since I shouldn't really eat that much candy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And my team every year fluctuates, but it's it's always always fun. You were on my team one year. I was, yeah. And we and we kind of played a little bit online, um, but usually just I just get a group of people together in the apartment, and it is awesome video games tabletop games anything last year we played ingress and walked around the neighborhood because oh. <laughs> um, because one of our friends was like i can't sit any longer i need to do something so this year i think we're gonna end up with some pokemon go <laughs> um but yeah it's playing cards against humanity when you have been up for <laughs> 20 for 18, hours for yeah. 18 20 hours <laughs> oh it's so fun so fun uh yeah extra life is a, again it's a it's a great charity because it especially because it's it shows the positivity of the gaming community oh yeah and, and everyone's super supportive there's yep. a community on um on playstation network mm-hmm. um people get together as groups and play destiny or play yeah, yeah. um diablo or whatever and it's every really and fun. and every year twitch and live streaming is more and more popular so you can follow teams um last year you you even live streamed some stuff right yeah um a little you guys bit. set up a camera i yeah. think it was yeah, yeah <laughs> we did yeah yeah um, that was cool. Yeah, when we um, had like no one watched it because <laughs> we none of us have any followers. But it was it was fun. Um and they do set up um in major metropolitan areas um there are guilds that are responsible for kind of recruiting more players to to get money. Um so they they're trying to they go to conventions and try and recruit people to sign up. Um, yep, to I talked play. to the Boston Guild uh mm-hmm. at PAX East this year. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and so I'm a part of the San Francisco Bay Area Guild, um, and there's that's another way to get involved. Um, and it's just either, you know, sign up and play or join the guild and help 
get other people to sign up or donate to somebody who's doing an extra life fundraiser. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've always thought that like walkathons and things like that are silly. This is just as silly, but a way more fun. <laughs> way more fun. Yeah. And the causes are always really what matters, right? Right. So um, they, just like uh, your story is very personal. Um, and that's why you got involved with it. A few years ago, we, I, did, I did make a geek therapy team. And I tried mm-hmm. to get a few therapists. Um, that's why I don't exclusively deal with therapists anymore because it's, it's not so great. Um, uh, We're so flaky. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was, that was cool. And I have, I have two very good friends in the Boston area who had a baby a few years ago. And she was diagnosed with um, these tumors and, and at, at six months. And it was just horrible. And I think for months uh, she was in treatment and, and, but always at Boston Children's Hospital. And mm-hmm. again, it's one of those things where, where my friend's baby passed away, but not once did I hear them say a single bad thing about that hospital. Like they did everything right. they could and they treated all of them with such respect and such care. And that has always stayed with me. And and that's why I always choose the Boston Hospital and not the San mm-hmm. Francisco Hospital, even that's when okay. I'm on your You've team. That's okay. You've got a personal <laughs> connection to that one. And that's okay. That's, it's that's okay. okay. It better be okay. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. Actually, no, I joked. No matter what, the money goes to sick kids that need Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. To the yeah. network. Um, I, I actually joked with uh, the Boston Guild uh, team when they were at PAX East about about that, that you're in San Francisco, but I, but I, even though I, I was on your team, I chose, I chose the Boston Hospital. And well, everybody has, a lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people have stories like that that are very personal to them. These hospitals do great work. Um, the Miracle Network is just, you know, Again, they're just well, they, and that's a really tough job. It's yeah. it's great to and like um different hospitals like they compete, right? So you're trying to be the hospital that gets the most money. Yeah. Um yeah. because if you get the most money, you end up getting a bonus like they usually get some big um gaming company to donate like an extra $60,000 or something and you get the, like half of that to your hospital and then there's another prize for some for another one um and gamers gotta make a competition out of everything yep exactly (laughs) and usually it's been a big rivalry between us and in san francisco boston and austin texas Mm, um rooster teeth does a huge amount of fundraising for austin oh yeah Um, and yeah and so the first two years that um that i was i did extra life San Francisco blew it out of the water. Oh. Um, and we were we were the top hospital. Last year, I can't I think Austin beat us out by a little bit or another hospital beat us out by some. Okay. Um but yeah, this year we're coming back. Right now we have the most money out of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which game day isn't until um November 5th this year. Saturday, November fifth. Okay, 
Yeah, and so and so I wanted you to bring it up because I'm not going to do a geek therapy team. You've got this like you're really involved uh, in that. You have a, a cool team, so I would invite people to either like join the team if you want to get sponsors and heck, and heck yeah, right? And then because it doesn't matter if we're not in the same place. You and I are never in the same place. <laughs> and, o- only only at like San Diego. It's Comic-Con. happened two or three times in yeah. history. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it's rare candy is the name of the team and who's the, like, is there a leader for the team? I, I am the team leader. Okay. I am the team leader. Um, you can, I get, you just search my name. Yeah. Laura Taylor. Yeah. And then you can, people can sponsor either anybody on the team or for, can you sponsor the team itself? No. Um, They haven't, they haven't added that yet. It's, it's individual members of the team so just do um yep exactly (laughs) so you can get your Um, (laughs) t-shirt that's right hey my t-shirt and my medal i've got three medals oh okay okay yeah cool um and the website for extra life is extra-life.org yep yep um yeah it's it's fantastic and we're we're getting near that point so it's cool we can bring it up uh Every now and then, because I think it, I think it's really good. I need to sign up. I haven't charity. signed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. It's a good. Yeah. It's a good charity. And like I said, all the money goes towards patient care. You're not paying for like new buildings or anything. You're actually paying for the 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 quality of life the kids have in the hospital. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and just like you, you've done, right? Like if somebody wants to sign up and then just invite a whole bunch of people over for that weekend and, you know, just have a gaming marathon, that's, that's like, yeah, it's a great thing. Right. And you bring awareness to it and you're talking about it and, and, you know, it, every year it gets a little bigger, which is, which is great. Yeah. I think two years ago it was like f- at $5 million was how much they raised. And last year it went up to 8 million. I think it was three million um, the first year I did it. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. It's it's so cool to see how how big it's gotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. All right. So that's a very positive note to end on. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right. So thank yay, you, Yay, kids. Hey, yay, kids. You yay, know, kids. You know, for kids. For the kids. For yeah. the kids. That's what it is. Hashtag for the kids. You know. For kids. Oh, that, that's right. That is their their. That's hashtag. their hashtag. Yeah. Yep. So I'll put that in the in the show notes too. Um, but again, that's extra-life.org, and then look for Rare Candy, or, or start your own team. Start your or own start team. your own team. Yeah. 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 And and then ask for donations. Um, and for more geek therapy, go to geektherapy.com. At geek therapy on Twitter. Lara is at geek therapist. I am Josue A Cardona, and. We'll talk again next week.